Napoleon Hill said it really well in Think and Grow Rich. He said something to the effect of the mind is like a garden, and if it's not tended to, it will become overgrown with weeds. And I just love that visual because it's it's so true. If we don't get in there and just do some simple daily disciplines to remind ourselves why we're here, what we're committed to, uh, we drift. listening to Inside Acting, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the inner and outer game of success in the entertainment industry. I'm Trevor Algott. And I'm AJ Meyer. And coming up in episode 219, the first episode of season 10, 10, 10, we reflect on another number, 2015. What worked, what didn't work, and what's next. We'll laugh, we'll cry, we'll celebrate the victories, mourn the losses, and most importantly, we'll focus on lessons learned and design a superior plan of attack for the best 2016 yet. Isn't there, isn't there only one 2016? Yeah, so there's far? only one. Tw- Who wrote this crap? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need a new copywriter. Uh, life, love, career, and everything in between. It's all coming up in episode 219. So stay with us. Support for this episode of Inside Acting comes from Rehearsal Pro. Yep, Pro. It's the next version of Rehearsal, the essential app for actors. And it's coming in just a few short months. If you want to learn your lines, be off book for auditions, explore your character, make stronger choices, and do a whole lot more, go to rehearsal.pro slash IAP right now to learn all about the great new features coming in the next version of Rehearsal. Rehearsal Pro, the groundbreaking app designed by actors for actors. Reserve your soon-to-be-released copy of Rehearsal Pro right now at rehearsal.pro slash IAP. That's rehearsal.pro slash IAP. It's 2016. Hello, everybody. It's Inside Acting. We we kind of uh, took some time off in case you hadn't noticed. <laughs> well, Happy New Year, everybody. Um, I, I also just want to mention that uh, you may notice that the sound quality on this episode is a little bit different than usual. It's because um, we upgraded some software and assumed things would work the way they used to. Ah! And of course, they don't. And it's been a frustrating experience. We just spent the past hour trying to get... Uh, my super duper fancy uh, Audio Technica microphone to work with the screen recording software we have, and for some reason the settings that used to work now don't. So I'm recording this on my little Apple headphones. You're recording your end on your little Apple headphones, and that's just the way it's going to be for this episode. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and that was actually part of why we didn't uh, have a, a sort of farewell to 2015 episode in 2015 because I just got so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> we couldn't make this work. I was just like, fuck this. And then I went to Philadelphia. And, but anyway, this episode is all about reviewing 2015. 
those of you who have listened to the podcast for a while know that we like to do these uh, quarterly check-ins as well as our, our annual um, Actors Roundtable episode. So this year, for the aforementioned reasons, the Actors Roundtable episode uh did not happen. So this is our sort of mini actors roundtable slash annual review, quarterly review thing all rolled into one. So uh, AJ and I have both done a pretty comprehensive review of our years, uh, covering the domains that are most important to us and just looking at, like I just said, what worked in 2015, what didn't work, and what's next. And we've we've done, like I said, pretty comprehensive reviews and we've both posted uh, the text of our reviews inside the membership. So if you'd like, you can log into the membership and sort of follow along or get a more detailed version of what we're about to cover here on the show because just in the interest of time and and uh, hopefully holding people's attention, we're going to just kind of pick out the big takeaways and the big lessons and the big sort of victories and whatnot to, to talk about today. So there's that. You can hop into the membership and look. Uh, just look for under the uh, general. I think it's in the general announcements thread. I will check right now. Accountability actions thread. That's where uh, we've posted our annual reviews. Uh, and you'll also, you may notice in the membership, a new forum called IAP Book Club. And this is something that I've sort of wanted to do for a while. So what this is, is just sort of a virtual space for us to share ideas, think out loud around a personal development book. And we'll do a personal development book every month. So this month in January, we're starting off with a book called The Slight Edge by a guy named Jeff Olson. It's a really fantastic book. I've actually read it several times. And it's one of those books that you can revisit time and time again and get new things out of. So uh, if you're a member, hop into the membership, look for the IAP Book Club Forum. All we're doing is committing to reading about 10 pages of that book each day or a chapter. A chapter will take you about 10, 15 minutes to complete. So it's not a, not a huge commitment, uh, but it, hopefully it'll be a huge payoff. And I think the real value will be in just sort of bouncing ideas and takeaways and insights around with each other. So uh, looking forward to kicking that off this year. We're also going to be voting on books to do in the future. So don't worry, this isn't going to be just Trevor picking books that he wants everybody to read. <laughs> it's going to be a, a, dem- a democratic uh, approach to what we uh, read. And I know, AJ, on your annual review, you, uh, you mentioned that you've got a few books you'd like to read this coming year. So maybe those will make their way into it. Uh, last announcement uh, before we jump into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Uh, The ABC meetups. ABC stands for Always Be Creating. This is something that Gadali, our marketing web director, has really spearheaded and organized in the past. And uh, they've been hugely successful. We've had, you know, real scenes and short films and scripts get written and, and, you know, pilot pitches get put together all because a bunch of our members got together every first and third Saturday of the month for a couple hours and just found out how they could support each other. So I just wanted to kind of remind everybody those those are still happening. Uh, You can hop into the membership and look uh, under the meetups and events forum sort of board area. Uh, for details on the next meetup. But it's the first and third Saturday of every month, typically between like 1 and 4 p.m. in the afternoon or 2 and 4. And we uh, Gadali's been great about posting all those details there. So I uh, hope to see you guys uh, at uh, an upcoming ABC meetup.
Awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into our annual review here. So, uh, again, what went well in 2015, what didn't go so well, and what is ahead in the coming year in 2016? So, let's start with what went well in 2015. So, AJ, I'm looking at your annual review here, and it looks like a lot went well in 2015. Tell us a little bit about uh, some of the highlights. Well, I I was born with a studied disposition. I'm sort of a, a... naturally optimistic person. So I do tend to focus on the positive. Um, so my, yeah, my what worked list is uh, about twice as long as my what didn't work <laughs> list. Uh, even if, uh, you know, who knows which one of those had the bigger impact. It doesn't really matter. It's about interpretation, right? Um, a, lot of, a lot of stuff clicked in my acting career, mostly in uh, New York, actually, um, which we'll talk about in the what's next section, but uh, came really close to booking uh, NBC Diversity Showcase, came really close to booking my first primetime uh, guest star, and that's all about relationships. I think the big takeaway there, um, you know, is like I booked those two offices, really, as well as a couple of others in New York, and they kept calling me in, and so it's, you know, it's really just a matter of time, as we have said before. Uh, on the podcast and the NBC thing, I really feel like is going to help out hugely when it comes to um, pilot season as well. Cause you know, I got seen by all the executives there and they obviously liked me enough to keep bringing me back further and further along in that process. So hopefully once uh, pilot season comes around, my representation will be able to exploit that previous experience and, <clears throat> you know, just maybe remind them, Hey, you, you liked this kid, bring Hell him back. Yes. Hey, so question for you, because this is all about relationships. I'm curious with the vantage point now of being in a new year and looking back on the past sort of time you spent in New York, what was it that you did consistently day in and day out to cultivate those relationships? Like how, how were they built and what was working more often than not? This is going to sound kind of obvious and we, we have had guests say this on the podcast, but I would have to say it was more about the work than about any sort of admin stuff. I mean, I, I, I went, I, uh, sort of above and beyond, if you will, or, or, uh, rather put most of my focus rather on the relationship with my representation and really cultivated that such that we were on the same page a lot, even when stuff wasn't working, we were on the same page. So to be able to call them up and be like, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this audition because this is not in my wheelhouse and have them go, okay, I get it. Like stuff like that, I think it's really important. And so having that relationship really solid meant that there was a, a lot of communication, B, a lot of positivity, C, uh, they knew me, they knew my energy, my essence. And so when they were, you know, submitting me or, uh, you know, putting me out for another thing in an office or a, a, a network or what have you that I had gone in for before, it just made a lot of sense. It was easy to pit, it was easy for them to pitch me and then, and then the doing good work, which is what I said before to answer your question, doing good work in the room is I think what got me back in time and time again, you know, having, having that office that, that casts, the Blacklist and Blue Bloods and a bunch of huge TV shows out in New York contacting, uh, you know, the head of VP of casting for Sony and saying, hey, thanks for introducing us to this kid, this guy, um, meaning me. Yeah, that's that's huge. That's like 
that that that's a that's a big win in my book um and and that just goes to show that the, that I did good work in the room and that they weren't like you know uh you, you know they could have they could have not said anything they had, they had no reason to reach out to her and and thank her for that um they could have just as well never brought me in again and been like well that didn't work out or you know he actually wasn't as good as she said he was or what you know what have you so right i love that that that's something that i think that often gets overlooked <clears throat> when it comes to the idea of or discussion of building relationships and whatnot is that good work is the ultimate relationship builder it's like if yeah. you show up like a pro and you rock the house and and you just saying like getting clear on what you are going to really kind of knock out of the park and maybe what is not playing to your strengths like getting clear on that with your representation so that every time you go into the room you are the perfect fit for it that's 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 huge man yeah it it was uh it was a lot of work and it's also why i'm like uh, questioning, you know, where I should be right now geographically, um, which we can talk about, uh, later on in the okay. what did section. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah. So, uh, the UCLA completing the UCLA course, um, Ben and I, you know, was not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Um, we learned a lot and it was also proof of concept that we can bring it into other universities. Um, so that was really really cool so and and um you know big wins for the podcast we recorded episode 200 and uh, you know we we made the cross-country thing work multiple times including coming back altogether. so we we came back to la probably three or four times before actually moving back and it was all quote unquote paid for by work that i booked while we were here to either, you know, teaching or, or what have you. And, and then we made the actual trek itself work, you know, and, and I keep acting like it was not easy, but like, I keep being like, Oh, it's no, no big deal. Like we're not tied down. And, and, you know, we, we had this awesome adventure and it was, you know, no big deal. But I, every time I talk to friends, you, Trevor, like other friends, I am reminded at how challenging that actually is. And people are always so like blown away by the fact that we did that. And I'm like, really? Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's a, <laughs> I guess it, it's a win that gets to be celebrated. Dude, it is huge. I can barely get myself to the Valley to, to, <laughs> to meet friends for lunch. Like you moving across country. I think you moved from, I think you came out from New York to LA more times last year than I was, than I went to the Valley. <laughs> and for those of you that are listening that are not in Los Angeles, it's a big joke in LA that if you live on the west side, like going over the hill into the valley where a lot of the studios are is like just only crazy people do that because the traffic sucks and it's hot over there and and everybody that lives in the valley feels the exact same way about going to the west side and going over the hill and coming out to the the beach and everything. It's hilarious. So um, yeah, I, I gotta say, man, that is, um, something to celebrate. Uh, I said it to you before we started recording, but, but, uh, it's been really awesome to watch and experience you this year, uh, handle big things like, like this, like you, you and Jasmine have just been like warriors in every sense of the word and making things work. And, uh, just want to give you like a, a major hat tip for that. Thanks, brother. Uh, definitely appreciate it. And it means a lot coming from you, especially. 
Awesome. Awesome. Um, You're welcome. So uh, what else? Uh, I was actually just going to ask you what went well. So how about you? What, uh, what went well in 2015? What were some of your big wins? Sure. So I'll just go down the list here. Uh, acting wise, um, I had two fun, cool projects. Uh, back in January of 2015, I booked uh, a co-star role on Bones. So I got to spend the day on the Fox lot, had my own trailer. Um, you know, I didn't have any lines, but I had uh, I had uh, like a sort of featured role in the episode. So that was that was a nice win. Uh, and I also got to play Terminator in uh, an awesome <laughs> yeah, music video uh, that we shot at the YouTube space with some of the, some of the best people uh, I know. Um, Doug Bressler specifically, who's just so incredibly talented and a great guy. We're going to have him back on the show at some point in the near future as well. Uh, if you are curious to learn more about him, check out dogtoons.com. D-O-O-G-T-O-O-N-S.com. Doug is a very talented animator, director, producer, all-around creative type. Uh, writing. I completed National Novel Writing Month in November, which is this sort of weird uh, universal internet event where <laughs> people commit to writing 50,000 plus words of a novel during the month of November, which is quite a feat. And I, I completed it. So that was pretty awesome. I think the big win there was just experiencing what it's like to show up every single day and work on a thing. Um, I often stop myself after a few days because I lose interest or I find some other shiny object or I tell myself I can't do it or something. So having this goal to work towards, having a community of people to plug into and showing up every day to work on it and really the most important thing is removing judgment from the process and just giving myself full permission to write no good, terrible, very awful, shitty first drafts (laughs) (laughs) was, was big. You did a novel, correct? Like uh, I know some people did the zero draft thirty thing. You you did the novel as opposed to doing like a screenplay because a couple of our friends did screenplays. Right. Yeah. Gadali jumped in and did a screenplay. He completed a screenplay, which is pretty epic. Uh, and I I completed uh, fifty something. I forget the exact number, but over fifty thousand words of a of a memoir, which is about an experience I had when I first came out to L.A. for a few months, and I think it's going to make a I think it's a good story. I think there's some some interesting stuff there. So, at some point, it will become something. Um, you can read more about that in the annual review posted in the membership. Awesome. Uh, yeah, on the podcast front, we yes, we published a 200th episode, which you mentioned, which was pretty cool. And I just want to take a moment to highlight uh, to do something rare that we don't usually do and highlight some of the the numbers that we have in the podcast. This is something we're usually sort of selective about sharing, but I, I think we can share some of these. This is pretty cool. So in 2015, we published 44 new episodes. Wow. So not quite one a week, but that's a pretty good clip. I, I think we wow. can pat ourselves in the back for that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we Our feed, our podcast feed, got 741,864 hits in 2015. So we're not at a million yet, but we're approaching that. And that does not include the hits to SoundCloud. We actually have two different sort of feeds. Our content is hosted on SoundCloud, and it's hosted on Podbean, which is our, our um, iTunes feed. SoundCloud is negligible in terms of the the traffic it gets, but uh, not bad. 740,000 plus hits. 77% of those hits came from the United States, 
but the remaining 23% was spread across Canada, the UK, Australia, Germany, Sweden, South Africa, Belgium, and many other European countries. And and that's just so cool to me, man, that we have people all over the world listening in and and hopefully gaining value from this. Uh, Our Twitter followers are up to 8,600-plus Twitter followers, which is very validating. Uh, Our community and the membership is over 100 members. We're almost at, uh, I think, 110 members. And our email list is, uh, I wish it was bigger, but it's at 440 uh, people right now. So um, this is exciting, man. I think this is something to uh, to celebrate. It's really cool to see everything in one place like that, honestly. Like, um, I don't know. It's been a long time since we've, you know, bullet point laid it out like that. It's just, it's fun to, it's fun to look at, fun to celebrate. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, so just moving right along here. Uh, this year, I started uh, a meditation and journaling practice. I've got a 175-day streak on both. So 175 days in a row on both meditating and journaling. And I use a couple apps for for those. You can check those out in, in the membership. Uh, and health and fitness, I completed 299 workouts. One shy of my goal of 300. I thought you, oh man, I thought you already hit it. I thought I did too, and I went back and added them up, and I, and I didn't, so. Oh, anyway. uh, well, then, you, 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 you lose, you suck. At I, life. Know. You have to quit. <laughs> I know, <laughs> failure. No, I'm not beating myself up about that at all, but. Uh, oh my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Uh, and then the last thing I want to highlight here for wins was that I went to Florida for the Climate Reality Leadership Core training, and uh, yeah. I learned a lot. I have continued to educate myself on the inc- inc- incredible complexity and unpredictability of this issue. I still think the science is overwhelmingly clear, um, but I'm just I I, uh, I feel very honored uh, to have friends that supported me in that, including you and Jasmine. Thank you again for for helping me get to Florida. And I'm um, also very excited to continue to add my voice to the to the movement. So that's uh, those are some highlights for what went well. So not a bad year uh, on the, on those fronts. Now let's move into what didn't go so well, or what could have gone better in 2015. <laughs> so uh, I am looking uh, at your review here, and this is a I love that you're a sunny disposition kind of guy because this is a short list and. Um, I think it's important to acknowledge the areas in which we can improve and to revisit those regularly, but also it's easy to get stuck in the sort of self-beat-up mode for a lot of people, and I just love seeing that uh, that's not you. You're clear, yeah. on, you're clear on what doesn't work, but you're not, you know, you're not wallowing in it as somebody like me often <laughs> does. So, yeah, give us, give us an overview here of what, of what could have gone better. I just feel like... One can, I can, I could absolutely dwell on it. And there's, there's, you know, always stuff to find that's not working. And the fact of the matter is like focusing on it doesn't do anything but give it more energy. And, you know, what is it? What's that saying? Where energy flows, where attention uh, goes, energy flows and results. Where attention goes. Yes, exactly. So it's like, you know, it's not about, it's not about, like you said, it's not about ignoring stuff that's not working and the acknowledgement that we're doing here is all about, you know, uh, looking at the spilled milk and then saying, what can I, what can I do to improve that? How can I clean this up, (laughs) this mess up? Yeah. Um, so one thing that, um, 
I was sorely missing. It just slowly slipped away from us. I think it had to do a lot with the move, um, especially as Jasmine and I stopped doing our weekly goal-setting sessions, um, which we refer to as jam sessions. And uh, that, that was really supportive when we were doing it. And even if like the goals didn't always necessarily get accomplished in that week, it was great to know, to just check in and know where we were and what we were up to and what each other was thinking. Um, it was great for the relationship. It was great for each, it was great for our sort of individual goal setting and goal achieving. And I really want to get back to that in, in 2016. I think it just sort of like slipped away, uh, in the, um, craziness of, of, packing planning moving and unpacking and getting set up and stuff in in la so really want to get back to that um and then speaking of moving across the country um it is expensive and the we didn't necessarily plan super well for that um i made a little bit of money uh teaching at ucla but it was not enough to justify the move um that was about you know having the the line on the resume so that ben and i could take it into other universities it was not only challenging but the effects are reverberating to this day and what i mean by that is there's a lot of debt a lot of credit card debt and we are working very hard right now to eliminate it and we're making progress for sure. But when we got back to LA, <clears throat> as many of our listeners know, because I talked about it in a previous episode, uh, the car that we were using also melted down. And now here we are in this situation where we're working really hard to pay off debt. And so we don't really have the capital to put toward a vehicle um, which is ironic because if we had a vehicle, we would be able to, I certainly would be able to work more and make more money. So like, I, I haven't really been working for instance at the job that Trevor, you and I have, um, at the, uh, the theater because it's just a little too far away from where I live to, to bike to. Um, and we've been biking everywhere else and it's great by the way, the biking thing is awesome. Um, and I would I would still be doing that even if we had a car. Right now, I'm in this space of feeling like my the only thing I can focus on is work and making more money so that we can get ourselves into a better financial situation and not allow our decisions to be affected by by money. Because I I would to. As, as I'll talk about in the what's next section, I would like to spend some of my, if not all of my pilot season in New York, because I just think that's where I need to be right now, career wise. So we may, we, we could have done better at planning and we certainly could have done better with the financial or budgeting aspect of this, of this whole thing. I, I know it's sort of singularly focused in the what didn't work area. Um, you know, there's some other stuff I, I injured myself as, as I mentioned on previous episodes and, um, that meant that my, my fitness goals came also came to a sort of screeching halt right along with the goal setting sessions. 
Um, but I have been going to physical therapy and I'm in much, much, much better shape. I got back on the ice the other day for the first time and, um, you know, um, have designs to go to the gym, uh, tomorrow actually. So like I said, there's some other things in there in the, what didn't work section, but the majority of it has to do with that, uh, the, the, the goal setting sessions and also the, um, the debt issue, which was for the most part generated by the, uh, moving across the country twice in as many years. You also wrote that you often suffered from a lack of urgency in 2015. What do you mean by, by that? It was the kind of thing where it was like, well, I need to send out this email, but also the dishes need to be done. I'm going to do the dishes first. Mm. And then, right. oh, no, now I'm tired. It's time for bed. And that email doesn't get sent. Right. It's a very rudimentary example, but I just have noticed it coming up a lot. And it's not something I've dealt with for a while. Ever since you and I, for instance, have started like the um, leadership and self-development you know, work that we've done, it, it is, I still deal with it. It's part of who I am. Um, it's part of, you know, the conversations that I personally have. Cool. Cool. Again, I, I, this is all about um, awareness. Um, just for our listeners who might be thinking like, wow, these guys are really taking themselves to task. <laughs> it's all about uh, in service of the breakthrough. That's a really great way of putting it, actually. So uh, how, how about you? You're, you're number two. What did not go so well in 2015? So I can boil this down. Everything that I wrote here, uh, I can boil down to one thing. And it's a little embarrassing because this was the same thing I talked about last year in the Actors Roundtable review, uh, uh, sec- uh, episodes. Uh, and that is, in a nutshell, in 2015, I let life do me rather than standing up and doing life. Um, I talked a lot last year about uh, the, the simultaneous blessing and curse that is a highly impressionable mind. And I think this is a thing that we, we've talked about this in the show. This is a thing that a lot of actors and artists and, and creative types sort of just inherently have as a, as a character trait. We're just impressionable people. We're, we're sensitive to the world. We're fascinated by many different things. We're easily led off the path. Discipline and focus and, and commitment tend to be um, a little more challenging oftentimes for, for creative people because everything is something cool to explore. So that happened to me in 2015. I didn't have something in place to anchor my vision uh, and anchor my person and, and, my, and where I wanted to go in life. I didn't have a, a habit. Or I didn't have a, a, a statement. I didn't have a word. I, I, just, I didn't do any of the necessary work to stay on task. Uh, and so my, um, my career suffered. I did basically jack shit for my acting career in, in 2015. The things that I did book, uh, like Bones and, and the Terminator Love Shoot, they fell into my lap, really, more or less. Mm. Uh, and the lack of activity outside of those is just a testament to how much sort of floundering and floating and drifting I did. Uh, and I, you know, I, I interpreted this fl- this drift as a, a personal crisis. But you know, it's funny. I sat down and I watched The Secret again the other day. It's on Netflix, and yeah. I know that that movie gets you know a little bit of flack. But I think there's some really valuable stuff in that in that film. And there's a, a 
uh, towards the end, one of the, the experts that they interview says that there's no blackboard in the sky that has written on it, you know, by some celestial entity. There's, not, there's nothing that says, like, Trevor Algott is destined to be blank, and that it's our job as human beings to f- just figure out what that blank is. What am I here to do? What's my purpose? The, our purpose is whatever we say it is. And I spent a lot of 2015 trying to figure out what my purpose was. And to put it in more realistic terms, I was trying to figure out what the best marriage of my strengths and talents and whatever would be. But I got so caught up in the question and the conversation and the sort of heaviness and the drama of it that I just, you know, months went by and nothing really happened. So Mm. that resulted in a lack of results for acting. I I barely did any sort of creative work. Um, Not many people know this, but I write a lot of poetry and you know music and stuff and i i didn't really finish anything or share anything i shared one poem in a newsletter i shared one instrumental song uh and a sort of micro film uh both of those are linked in uh, my annual review in the membership um i really let my relationships suffer uh you know big things were happening in the lives of the people that are most important to me and i had no idea i found out about these things weeks or months afterward through a second party or a third party so it was kind of like it was a it was a wake up call to realize these things and uh and i'm going to talk more about sort of how i plan to never <laughs> be in that place again <laughs> uh in the next part the last thing i want to just touch on briefly here was uh i still have a long way to go also in the delegation and accepting help and support department. Uh, AJ, I know you you and I have known each other for a long time. We've worked together in many different capacities. And uh, I know you have seen me oftentimes at my, my controlling worst. I, I get a death grip on things and I'm like, it's my way or no other way and nobody can help me. Nobody can do it as well as me. You know, all those perfectionism stories. Uh, and that doesn't serve me at all. Not only does it alienate the people around me, uh, but it also burns me out. I, I create a situation in which I feel trapped and completely exhausted. So uh, lots of room for um, transformation there in the new year. But uh, So I would say those are the two big things. Is uh, I didn't accept any, <laughs> any help for anybody, and I didn't anchor myself in a vision. Mm. Uh, with a daily ritual of some sort. And so uh, a lot of areas of my life sort of suffered and I drifted. This episode is brought to you by VOTOGOGO.com, the award-winning voiceover training system and winner of Backstage's Reader's Choice Award for Best VO Training four years in a row. Visit VOTOGOGO.com slash start for a free getting started in voiceover online class that'll help you add voiceover to your acting portfolio that's vo the number two go go.com slash start absolutely and can i just say david uh, h lawrence the 17th the guy behind the vo to go go brilliance has just recently started revamping the powerpoint presentations that he uses in the classes and they are mind-blowingly awesome now i mean they were great before but there's so much new information and the way the information is presented just really connects the dots for me a lot more so uh, now is a really great time to dip your toes into voiceover if you're curious at all because it's the information is better than ever one of my big questions for you in this section is what do you think that anchor 
is or could be for you. I think anchor is a really interesting, very powerful word. And I'm realizing as I'm listening to you talk that having that direction, that purpose, that vision is probably something that was lacking for me, especially in the last uh, portion of 2015. And so I guess uh, the, the question is half selfish in asking you what you think, you know, would be something, what, what you think that anchor is or could be for you. Sure. Uh, well, this, this takes us into part three. Uh, which is what am I working toward or what are we working towards in 2016? Uh, but I'll, I'll go ahead and just kind of explore this now. So I've always been, this is part of my sort of love affair with books. Uh, I've always, I've always been really fascinated by uh, just the psycho the psychology of, uh, of human beings, specifically like how our brains are wired to work. And it's always been so interesting to me that our consciousness, our conscious brain can focus on one thing, maybe two things at a time tops and our subconscious brain can store pretty much limitless information. I mean, I could go into this, and I won't because we don't have enough time, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's so fascinating to think about all the things that we do every day without even thinking about it because over the years we've just conditioned ourselves to behave that way, to respond that way, to carry ourselves that way. Um, gosh, there's so many examples I just want to kind of like spout off right now. But uh, that's always been really interesting to me, and um, it's the, the the sort of I think biggest revelation in the self development community, or really in the modern psychology slash human potential movement, is that human beings are a hundred percent capable of creating their reality through the conscious planting of beliefs. Napoleon Hill said it really well in Think and Grow Rich. He said something to the effect of the mind is like a garden, and if it's not tended to, it will become overgrown with weeds. And I just love that visual because it's it's so true. If we don't get in there and just do some simple daily disciplines to remind ourselves why we're here, what we're committed to, uh, you know, things from affirmations to visualizations to modeling to, you know, whatever it is, uh, we drift we drift like I did through 2015 and we, we get caught up in ego conversations and stories and false expectations appearing real, you know, all that stuff. So for me, this is a really long answer to a very simple question. For me, uh, it's, it comes down to the daily practice of uh, sitting down and affirming and visualizing the, the life that I want and the behaviors uh, and the kind of guy that I'll, I'll, that I get to be in order to create that. I have a list of maybe 25 or 30 affirmations that I write out. I've been doing this for a few weeks now, and it's been tremendous in my life that the, the changes I'm experiencing inside have been tremendous. I'll write them out uh, three times as part of my morning journaling pages. I use 750words.com, and I'll just write out all these affirmations three times. And it's gotten to the point where I've memorized them. So they're just, they're just in my brain now. They're knocking around in my head all day. And I make a point to visualize, okay, well, what would that feel like? How would it feel if this were a reality, if that were a reality, if this were my situation, if I owned that thing, if I was in this kind of situation or had this relationship or, you know, you name it, what would that feel like? And just focusing on that feeling. 
and it sounds a little new agey and cheesy and overly simple, but it's, it's incredible. And I think that that is where it starts. And every self-help book ever written has in its first few chapters, uh, a chapter on, on the power of planting these ideas into your head and then letting your subconscious, this limitless storehouse of information, letting your subconscious connect the dots for you. So I won $100,000 this year. No idea how that's going to happen, but I'm just going to keep telling myself it's happening. And in a couple weeks, couple months, however long, things will start to pop into my awareness because my subconscious is like, well, shit, he's been saying this for like three months now. <laughs> you know, I guess we have to make it happen. I mean, this huh. is a very oversimplified way of explaining it, but, but the idea being that that's how everything works and we do this kind of thing all the time. It's just usually not intentional. When we think about what we want to have for lunch, you know, it, we do the same thing, except that's a really easy version. So the original question was, uh, you know, what do you think that anchor could be? And essentially your answer was, you know, the... Um, the routines that support your conscious mind and training your subconscious mind. Yes. And yes. that is, that's really, that's, yeah, it's sort of blowing my mind a little bit because, because, uh, what is that if not another way of saying purpose, intention, vision, right? That's, that's kind of what you're talking about when you're writing the, when you're writing these things down, it's like, that's the vision for your life. So man, um, I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can I can say this, man. Like at the first couple of days for me, it, it felt like work, but I got so excited every time I sat down to write these this vision out over and over and over again. And every time I got more, I was like jumping out of bed in the morning. I couldn't wait to sit down and write these things down three times in a row and just bask in the positive juices that were flowing uh, mm. as a result. So it's it's it it quickly went from from feeling like work to feeling like I need to do more of this and I can't wait to do more of this because I love living in that place even if it's only for a few imaginary moments in my in my morning. So I, I've been doing that every morning and every night, three times, all 25 affirmations and, and taking the time to really close my eyes and experience what each one would look and feel like were it a reality in the here and now. Yeah, this, and this is, also focusing on gratitude that's another big thing of it and i've got a vision yeah. book i'm starting i'm cutting you know i'm doing the whole nine man i'm i'm, I'm all in with with the visioning <laughs> your future life but i can say this is gonna be awesome dude i i can say this i will never go back i will never go back this is my new way of being for the rest of my life just focusing on more of what i want and being grateful for the amazing things that i have that's amazing uh I, what's coming up for me in, in this conversation is uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot and I'm just starting to put words on it is w- what is it that's going to um, support me in my per- in my vision? What's going to support me moving me forward? Like what are the ways of being the um, – the the processes and the things that I get to do for myself as a human such that I create the results that I want because, <clears throat> you know, everybody is different. And so is it, you know, 
in, like in your case, using these affirmations. In some people's cases, they meditate, you know, multi hours per day. In some people's cases, it's all about systems, right? And they do to do lists and and um, and and check off boxes, and you know what I mean, like. People. Some people have systems. Some people focus on their spirituality. Some people focus on, um, you know, their subconscious. What is it that is what? <clears throat> basically, trying to figure out what makes me. I don't want to say tick. I want to say like actually m- progress. Mm. Um, and like when when things are really clicking in my life, what is that? What's like? What's going on under the hood? Mm-hmm. Essentially, you know. Yeah. So, hmm. well, if I could, if I could. Invite. I want to invite you to do what my grandmother uh, has always uh, advised me to do, which is just begin. Just begin. Um, so maybe that looks like just starting with a few affirmations and every day sitting down to write them out once, twice, three times, and mm-hmm. then and then just letting your your wisdom, your inner wisdom, guide you to the next step from there. Because mm-hmm. it's so easy. Trust me, if anybody knows, it's so easy to get caught up in analyzing. Like, well, is this the the way I work? Is this the most efficient thing? Like, I I've done that forever. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I, I know that about you. Uh, about <laughs> I know being you your do. friend for so long, and it's funny hearing myself say it now because I'm like, man, this is like. I sound like Trevor. Right? I sound like Trevor. <laughs> uh, yeah. But. Here, I'll go ahead and do this. Uh, in support of of everybody experiencing something awesome this year, uh, I'll go ahead and post my list of affirmations that have been going over uh, in the membership. Oh, that's cool. So okay. people can can pick and choose and combine and you know hack and transform however they want, uh, however it would serve them. Epic. Yeah, because they change for me. Every couple of days, something changes about them. So it's you know it's a it's a, it's a journey. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, that was a long sort of sidebar. Although it just sort of encapsulated a, a huge part of my my number three. My what am I working toward in 2016? But I, I want to toss the ball back to you for a bit here and just hear about uh, what's up for you. Yeah. So uh, a lot of this is broken down into more concrete goals and steps in the, uh, you know, review slash goals, Q1 goals that I posted to the to the membership. But just from the sort of higher level view, as I said before, creating abundance, <clears throat> being abundant. Uh, I know we're going to talk about our word later, but um, hint, hint, uh, creating abundance, paying down, paying down debt. Uh, you know, with set abundance and uh, like I said, getting back into, I, I, I was in a place for so long where um, money was not affecting my decision-making and I don't like being in that place. And so getting back to a place where that's, uh, that's not, that's no longer the case again, creating or managing a way to spend time in New York for pilot season, whether it's, you know, just a little bit of time or a month or, you know, a couple of weeks or a couple of months. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like or even if it's going to happen, but, um, that's, I, I really feel like that's uh, something that's going to be important the next few months on top of that, figuring out transport, a transportation situation that works for all situations in Los Angeles. What I mean by that is like, uh, apparently it's going to be an El Nino year. Hooray. Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you who have never lived in Southern California, uh, that means that there's gonna be a lot of rain in 2016 and that's not 
going to work out super well with the, uh, with the bike. I mean, obviously there's ponchos and other things that, uh, that I can do, but, um, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather figure out, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a car. That's why I said a transportation, uh, situation or transportation solution that works for all situations in LA updating a budget, which also means getting back to, like I said, the weekly goal, goal making sessions with, um, with Jasmine, uh, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but peace, P-E-A-C-E, peace in one's space, personal space is so important. So um, the next in, in the next few weeks, Jasmine and I have a plan in place to finish organizing, setting up slash unpacking the new apartment and just getting it to a place where we feel like it really is a, our sanctuary again. Awesome. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, like you said before, in terms of, uh, in terms of my acting career, kick the VO career into high gear. That's something I'm really interesting, interested in doing in the, in this first quarter, because I really feel like I've had success with it in the past. And so it, it doesn't make any sense for me not to be focused on it. And when I did have success with it, I made a lot of money. So <laughs> between, <laughs> between, you know, the Scott trade thing, the Apple thing and, and doing some other projects, like I've always managed to make money doing it. And it's something that, uh, like you were talking about with your acting stuff in 2015, it just kind of fell into my lap, so to speak, you know? And then I was inspired. My last point here is I was, uh, of course, inspired by the lovely Jenna Fisher. I'm going to come hell or high water, finish, finally finish the artist way from start to finish, uh, this year, my commitment is to fuck it up, (laughs) to not not do it perfectly. Um, I love it. So I'm excited about that. And Uh, I do, I do want to just mention for our listeners that you've got a lot of great little tiny, um, sort of one-off tasks and things to focus on, like concrete actions that are, that might be valuable for listeners to check out, uh, as well that we don't necessarily have time to go over right now, but, uh, yeah, I broke out three yeah. domains, uh, of my life or four actually, uh, education, money and finance career and health and fitness, um, into some of the, not all, but some of the goals that I've got for, um, Q1 specifically of 2016. Yeah. So, uh, wrapping up here, man, what is your word for 2016? Ready for the word? I'm ready, ready for, for your word. word. This is, this is a uh, word we choose to guide us uh, and anchor us uh, as we move through the year. My word for 2016 is abundance. Abundance! Um, that is, uh, yeah, uh, I, things have come really easily to me in the past as far as money is concerned, and I'm kind of confused as to why that's not happening right now. And uh, like I said, we are we are definitely making progress. We are not, you know, uh, hurting, but we can't go on vacation tomorrow either. And that's not okay. So, um, you know, like you said, Trev, there is a certain, you know, level of of just life that we want or that I want. And, um, I get to manifest the abundance it's going to take to make that happen while, as you said, also being great, grateful, being in gratitude, uh, for what I do have. And, um, that is going to be the guiding light this year. Abundance. Amen, brother. Yeah. And what is your word, sir? So my word for 2016 is music. Whenever I listen to music, I take time in my life to just be with songs. 
<laughs> it sounds weird, but but like I think you know, listening to music is one of those luxuries that I think we took for granted when we were in our teen years and early twenties. And as you get older, it becomes more and more of a luxury. It's like ah, oh, I love listening to music. Uh, I'm always like amazed at, it, at how it transforms me, and I want more of it in my life. I want to play more music. I want to write more music. I want to dance to more music. I want to listen to more music, and I want to be with the spirit of music more. Because I think music is one of those things where you just go for the ride and you appreciate wherever it takes you. And if you mess up, you make it part of the song. There's no going back. Uh, and it's, it's an enjoyable process from start to finish. And it's deep and it, it transcends language. That's my, that's my word, man. My approach to 2016 is to be and play with the music. All right, brother. Shall we get out of here? I think so. I, I just want to take a moment before we start the outro to just uh, thank our our listeners and our members uh, for another awesome year. Um, some at some point in 2016, we will hit what seven years of doing the podcast or something, and it's yeah. just like it's just nutty. And 2015 was awesome. We recorded our 200th episode. So many of you showed up and hung out with us, listened to the episode, watched the episode live streaming, watched it later on YouTube, uh, or were there live in person or came to the party afterwards or both. And um, uh, not just the 200th episode, but every episode, um, you guys are, are there. People call in, they write in, they interact, they go to the ABC meetups, they uh, jump in the membership, they add value they become part of this community, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you because there was uh, those first few episodes where we thought we were just talking to um, the the nothingness <laughs> for a while, and uh, and it has grown into into this whatever this is. Anything you want to add? D- well, to- ditto. I I just feel so so grateful for the community. Um, I have all, I crave community everywhere I go. Uh, and I, it's an honor to to know that I uh, that this podcast plays a, a role in other people's journeys, a positive role, a, a life affirming, empowering role. Um, that's pretty freaking cool, and it's a great feeling. And uh, every time that we get to hear about a win from somebody or connect with a listener over coffee or whatever it is, it's just the best thing in the world. So thank you, everybody, for being a part of our journey as well. Uh, and also a huge thanks to our team. This podcast uh, would not be possible the way it is without um, Jen Levin, our production coordinator, Gadali Gubrek, our marketing web director, Deborah Smith, uh, Jasmine, who's done so much great work for the podcast, and of course, uh, you know, us. So um, Two dudes for the podcast. Yeah, two dudes. So, so thank you to our team who, who labor tirelessly behind the scenes to make a lot of this stuff happen. And of course, Trevor Alga edited and mixed today's episode and composed our theme and interview music. Get it? Music. I like that. Music. (laughs) (laughs) You can sign up for our weekly email dispatch and listen to all of our recent episodes over at our website, InsideActing.net. You can also find us on iTunes. And uh, your reviews there are hugely appreciated. Seriously, if you leave us reviews, it helps us a lot. It helps new people find and trust the content they're getting is going to be worth it. So uh, if you like what we do, please head over to iTunes and leave us a a positive review. 
Amen, brother. And a special thanks to our sponsors, Rehearsal Pro and Viotagogo.com. And once again, thank you, our listeners. If you love inside acting and want to maximize its value in your life and career and support the continued production of the podcast, you can sign up as a monthly member and get cool perks like access to our membership message board, cool freebies, invites, invites, sorry, to exclusive member meetups and much, much more. Just visit insideacting.net and click on the membership tab. And that's it for episode 219 of Inside Acting, the first episode of season 10 and the first episode of 2016. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. And in the meantime, 2015 ain't got nothing on 2016.